Coming to you, undead from the crypt. This is Adelaide Horror Podcast with Zombie Joe. <laughs> to the Adelaide Horror Podcast. This is your host, Zombie Joe, and today's episode is number 25, and it is season three, um, and the first episode for 2022. So welcome back. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Hope you had a great Christmas as well, and uh, you had a good little holiday break, and um, back into 2022, and looking forward to a lot of current horror films that will be coming out throughout the year. Um, which I'm pretty excited about. Some some of them a bit nervous about, like whether it's going to be good or not. But the majority are, are pretty are pretty good and uh, looking forward to it. So it's going to help 2022 go past quicker uh, again, like it did last year. So today's episode really isn't a themed one. I'm not going to review one major thing and then look at other movies connected with it. It's just going to be a um, a run review of what 2020 one was about um, and some of my favorite uh, highlight horror films uh, that came out of that and TV shows that that came out as well. So um, just a brief uh, look at all these uh, different movies that that came out that I really liked and I hope you enjoyed them too. Um, And yeah, just and and I'm just going to talk about what the films that are coming up for this year and what I'm excited to see. Um, So yeah, cool. So last year in around December, I took a break uh, just for my work picked up quite a bit. So I took the break for that month and uh, also just to be able to gather up some other horror films I hadn't managed to watch yet. So then I could do a final kind of tally uh, list of what I wanted to look at and what got the recommendation uh, from me. So um, for Christmas, I checked out Advent Calendar or Le Calendar. I don't know how to pronounce that too well in Belgium. I think Belgium and French are kind of the same, but I don't want to <laughs> uh, get that wrong. So I might be wrong on that one. So apologies. But uh, yeah, so Advent Calendar is the English title for us uh, that we got it. And that was on uh, Shutter. Um, so it was definitely a recommend for me uh, for the Christmas movie for this year. Um, I was, I did usually go, I usually go back and I watch, you know, uh, Black Christmas and uh, Solemn Night, Deadly Night and stuff. And that's my fun movies that I watch over Christmas and Die Hard. Uh, <laughs> so these are my Christmas movies that I'd check out. But uh, I just, I was kind of like, I hope there was something a bit different to come out this year for Christmas. And Advent Calendar kind of answered that call. Uh, in in the sense of uh, taking you know the advent calendar, which uh, and and then changing it to something pretty scary. So um, and I really dug that. I thought that was a great concept. Uh, they did it really well. Um, and yeah, it was generally creepy in some bits, very gory. Um, so and it was quite uh, fast paced. It didn't take ages for it to build up again like it kind of backed off a little bit and then it sped back up again so the pacing was really good uh you weren't kind of feeling tempted to look at your phone there was a lot of movies this year that fell into that category that i was excited to watch 
and I call them the three quarter movies because I literally made it three quarters of the way through and got bored shitless and I started looking at my phone. At one stage I stopped and started to do my financial planning for the year. <laughs> so that's kind of a bad thing. Uh, me and maths aren't that great. Uh, for me to sit down and start going, okay, what do I want to save for this year? Oh, fuck, that's not great uh, if you want that in the middle of a film. So um, I thought that was uh, quite interesting that one movie made me do that. Uh, so, yeah, it was just the way it is. And I thought, geez, Louise, I'm, I was kind of getting a little bit worried because I thought there's not a lot of films really that are rocking my boat. Um, so I was kind of getting a bit worried and then, a couple of other gems kind of popped out and I was kind of a little bit relieved. So Advent Calendar was the Christmas movie for me for last year. Uh, definitely check out. Um, it was written and directed by, I will just get the name up here, Patrick uh, Riedermount. Um, and it just follows uh, Eva and she gets a Advent Calendar from her friend. Uh, and Eva's paraplegic. Uh, she was a ballet dancer. Due to a car accident, she became paraplegic. Uh, quite recently in the film so where we're up to in the movies that it's happened to her and uh, she's still kind of getting out of that um, and so she gets an advent calendar to kind of cheer her up and it's this mysterious thing that she's seen it's a little bit dark a little bit gothic uh, it's a German made uh, advent calendar so it speaks to her in German so now I know how to say it's now it's midnight in German. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to affect me later on in life, but it's, it's a little fun, useless thing that I could do now uh, amongst the other ones. Uh, so yeah, it was that made it creepy too because you're like, oh my god, what's next? So each day you kind of follow um, something happening and something gory occurring, and and like I said, it just the pacing's good and it just builds up the whole entire time. So definitely recommend as a Christmas movie if you have not watched it. Whack it on this year for Christmas. I'll be doing that for sure. Uh, so let's rewind back to the start kind of of 2021. And you had the classic horror story, which was the Italian movie that um, I reviewed um, with also with Blood Red Sky. And these are the two foreign movies of the year that with Advent Calendar that kind of uh, impressed me. So 2021 in review, there was a few international films that did really well. And also a local um, uh, horror film, a TV show uh, started. So that was kind of the highlights for this year, which is good. So, yeah, like I said, classic horror story for Midley. Uh, it started as one thing and ended as another. Um, it was it was really impressive. If you want the full detailed review of it, uh, go back through uh, the episodes and uh, I'll talk about it there. But it's the episode with Blood Red Sky um, as well. That I interviewed. The second one, funnily enough, is Blood Red Sky. Uh, the uh, the German uh, kind of um, well, not really. Yeah, German with the with, but it's got English cast in it, so kind of it's an international movie. Um, and and that's a kind of a retelling of a vampire uh, a story as well, which which really impressed me. And uh, yeah, so. It started out again as one movie and kind of ended as another, or I like to call it the Vampiric Die Hard 2. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of reminded me of that. So we have uh, Blood Red Sky, which was uh, co-written and directed uh, by Peter Thoroff and uh, Stephen Holtz. 
Um, re really well written and directed. Uh, it was a great paced film. Like you really got invested with the uh, mum and, and the son. So when the bad stuff starts to occur and her maternal instinct starts to also blend with her vampirism, you're kind of in for a bit of a treat. Uh, so that was definitely one of the crackers uh, for the year. And hence why I ended up starting to call this episode the revamping of the vamp. Because funnily enough, 2021, that's what it was. Like, I don't know if it was intentional, but some of the best stuff that actually came out was vampire-themed. But they took the vampire lore and added their own kind of retelling and twists and little things in here and there. And that's what I really dug about it. So that's what really 2021's reflection was for me. Some really great vampire stuff came out. Um, and a little bit outside of the coffin. So that's that's why I dug it and why I got my attention and why I'm going to talk about it. So, Blood Red Sky. Uh, the other one that kind of came out at that point, and I'm kind of going with how they were released, um, was so Halloween Kills. This was my first horror film that I saw at the cinema. Um, and I was definitely going to be doing that. I didn't give a shit. I was like, if I have to dress up like the fucking Beastie Boys in a full hazmat suit in order to go and see this movie at the cinema, so be it. It was going to happen. Uh, and so, because you have to see it at the cinema. There's no other way of seeing it. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. It was a great movie. It was a great double adapter film. And what I mean by that is it's part two of a three movie block. Uh, it's going to have an open opening and it's going to have an open ending. So it's it's a continue on to number three. So it did what it had to do. It, it kind of, you know, built us up ready for three. Um, and it just, yeah, how it kind of started, how it ended uh, was really well done. Um, yeah, look, there was a lot of people that kind of banged on a little bit about Michael C. Hall, whether they liked him or not. I kind of got what they were trying to do with him. And the kind of, one, it's like, you know, just because you survive something as a kid doesn't mean you grow up to be not annoying. <laughs> this is the first one. Two, um, the the writers, the kind of, the social commentary, what this, uh, this is just me, the social commentary that I figured they were trying to do was Michael C. Hall, when he was saying evil dies tonight, is something that is happening in the world now that we all know about and we get fucking smashed over our head every day with it so i don't have to say it here um that he keeps repeating that like and then there's a group of people that uh, uh believe that theory as well and they start getting on board and before you know it you've got this mass mob uh of people not physically going around attacking things but you know attacking people online and all that kind of stuff and that's how i felt what this was trying to say like it was trying to get us to look at hey this is how we are now like you know uh we're we're all you know hunting down the michael um but not really um you know thinking about what we're doing to other people and if the person's the wrong person everyone kind of piles onto the wrong person so that's kind of my take on what they were trying to do with that but they just used a horror film like many other horror films, as their social commentary of a current issue that's occurring. And that's kind of what I got from that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but that aside, fantastic movie. To see Michael on the big screen again, how they managed to do some uh, earlier kind of 70s look stuff, like at the start of the film and how they did Loomis as well. And 
I just thought that was really well done and I, I dug it. I thought it was really good. So I can't wait to get that on DVD and watch it at home. Um, uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be even better this year when we get it. And then next, the following year in 2023, when I'm sure the box set would come out, one, two, and three. Uh, and then just doing one massive sitting like of, of Halloween one, two, and three, uh, one after another. That would be brilliant. So I think that's kind of my aim for Halloween 2023 for sure. So uh, hopefully that, that's going to happen. But yeah, looking forward to it. Cool. So then uh, Jacob's wife uh, came out with uh, Barbara Crampton. And so, like I said, this was a, another vampire story that was kind of done outside of the coffin uh, of the vampire lore. Um, and what I mean by that is just kind of how they mucked around with the, the concept of who the master would be uh, and uh, the, the, the kind of appearance of the master um, and then just the behavior of, of Barbara as she was turning. Um, and there seemed to be this, um, if you put it on the scale of, uh, you know, Jacob's wife to 30 days of night, you know, the, the vampire scale of, of zero cold blooded killer, uh, you know, I've been bitten and now I'm just going to rip your throat out. Like, or the slow, you know, Barbara's, uh, Jacob's wife where, Bubba Crampton is slowly turning and fighting the the um, the internal kind of changes uh, that this, this this kind of vampirism is making her do. So um, I kind of dug that how how they did that. So that's definitely a recommend for me. So if you haven't seen it, definitely go out and check it out. It is great. Uh, Barbara Crampton had quite a year uh, in twenty twenty one. She was kind of in a lot of stuff. She got busy, and it's great that she's back. And she's taking a lot of jobs and jumping in and, and getting all that stuff. Uh, so, uh, and also Felicity, uh, Felissa Rose as well, is kind of jumping in with a lot of movies as well. I'm kind of seeing her in the radar, kind of jumping back in. And, and it's really, really good. And it's, it's great to see. So um, that's good too. The other vampire one that kind of came out um, as well, there's two TV shows, um, or three TV shows. Um, so you got... Uh, White is it uh, Chapel Wait? Sorry, uh, with Adrian Brody. Um, that is the prequel to Salem's Lot. Um, really, really great. Like I, I really dug this when I when I found that this was the prequel to Salem's Lot. It really got my attention. So it's the how it all came about. Um, and uh, fantastic, fantastic show. So if you're a massive fan of Salem's Lot you're going to really dig this one. So if you haven't checked it out, definitely get on it. It's uh, a definite uh, recommend from me. Uh, then you've got Midnight Mass, which was a, another a really uh, well done uh, TV um, show. Uh, and that's on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. And yeah, oh man, man, oh man. Like when the, the telling of this, how it's kind of the vampires and angels kind of angle when I went with this one was really, really good. So uh, definitely recommend on this one. Um, the whole play on the Midnight Mass, uh, which is essentially what you do at Christmas time, but the play on that, like just the title, the play on the title, but the play on the actual Mass itself was, was really well done. I really dug that. I thought that was really good. 
and quite clever. Um, and again, outside the coffin. So that was that's why I dug it as well. It was really, really good how they managed to do that. Um, the other one that came out after that was Firebite. Um, and this is the current one that I just saw on um, Amazon Prime. Um, and it's a South Australian um, horror vampire show. Uh, the episodes come out weekly, so they're still in the midst of being released as I talk about this. So I can't go into too massive of a depth about it. Um, it's got a great local cast. Um, and, yeah, it's just it's set in Cooper Pedy. Now, if you're someone not from Adelaide or from overseas and you're watching this, so Cooper Pedy's an open mining town, uh, so there's a lot of open mines on the ground. Uh, and everyone lives under the ground because the heat is so intense on top. It's it's just so hot. You have to live underground. So when when this TV show premise came about and I started to look at it, I thought, fuck, this is brilliant, right? Then you check in the indigenous angle on this one. So you have uh, the primary cast is indigenous which I thought was fantastic. The fact that they've got this indigenous horror show, how the indigenous uh, communities are dealing with vampirism, it was fantastic. And then how they go about hunting this thing down that has been around uh, since colonization. And they and they talk about the colonization and they chuck a vampire angle at it. And I thought that was really good. And again, like I said, thinking outside the coffin, and it totally got my vote. Like I was really invested with this. It was it's real written. Um, yeah, and just how it's going, it's really got my attention, and I'm really um very keen to see how this ends. Um, so that's a definite recommend for me as well. And and well done. I thought this is really great, and I'm really excited because this is kind of outside of cargo, like cargo. Um, at the end was kind of looking at how the indigenous people were dealing with the zombie issue in cargo and I kind of feel that from cargo onwards the the shift is now um, involving more indigenous actors in horror uh, and involving more um, like having more stronger indigenous characters like running the show and in this one here it's like five bodies and an indigenous horror tv show which is which is fantastic so i'm really stoked that this has happened uh and uh yeah i'm looking forward to many more uh as the year goes in so absolutely cool uh the the other ones that kind of popped out as well throughout the year was the fear street saga um i covered that with uh matt who's the king of goosebumps um swap and shop down at port adelaide and and also the collector um, and that's uh, Scott's from Skullbrain TV. And we kind of got together because we all three of us like Goosebumps. Uh, we're massive kind of R.L. Stein fans. We got together. It's in a couple of the episodes. If you look it up, it's there. Uh, we did the kind of <laughs> unintentional two-hour episode of uh, talking about uh, R.L. Stein, and we kind of break down all three of the the TV show, the kind of TV show slash movie specials. But like, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was one of the highlights as well for 2021 uh, was the uh, Fear Street saga and uh, talking about um, which one kind of stuck with us and how all three were kind of interconnected. So, and it was really well written. 
It was great paced. I like how it all tied up at the end. Um, initially, there's some bits where you watch one and two and you kind of go, where's this going? And then three kind of ties it all up, which is great. Yeah, I was kind of worried it wasn't. But then it ended really well and it ended solid. So I was kind of uh, relieved by that. And hence why I'm happy to recommend for you to check it out. So, yeah, that's uh, Fear Street 1, 2, and 3. Uh, and that's on Netflix. Uh, you can get them uh, on there as well. So the other one that popped out for me as a bit of a surprise was Chucky. Now, um, I was super nervous when I saw this because I saw the Chucky movie and I was not a fan of it because, to quote Mike My uh, Betterer, uh, it's Michael Myers, that character, the Scottish guy going, you know, it's a, it's an orange on a toothpick. That, that's kind of really what Chucky looked like. It's a fucking huge head. It was massive. And I, I just I just loathed it. I just Chucky for me is the Chucky in the 80s. Like the, the small, the smallish doll that was just terrifying. Uh, fucking not this giant thing that just, oh my God. Anyway, moving on quickly. Um, so, so the Chucky in this one is normal sized, uh, and, uh, it's great to see, uh, the kind of the retelling and the adapting for the new audience now. So for the older fogies like me, you know, we just got to kind of sit back and go, this is how the youngins are telling it. Like, and I don't mind this version. I think it's okay. Like, you know, I don't hate it. Um, and it is what it is. And I don't love it either because Chucky, the first one, is my favourite and that's it. And that's just me because that was my reality as a kid. You know, I was 12 when it came out uh, and it spooked the shit out of me then and I dug it and that's why Chucky, that Chucky is my Chucky. You know what I mean? But the younger kids now, they're going to get into this one and that's fantastic and I'm excited because then they watch this, they go, wow, Child's Play, shit, okay, let's watch the original child's play and hopefully that this tv show will then get them into the old stuff so uh yeah fantastic so that's how i feel about that so definitely check out the tv series um look it's on channel nine here in australia like you can get it on the nine now app to watch that's how i've been checking them out um i'm sure at one stage it should be released on dvd in a box set or something that you'll be able to get and i'll definitely be getting that and adding it to the kind of the chucky possessed doll section that i have uh, in my collection so uh yeah that's a that's a definite recommend for me as well so for me also um coming out this year some newer horror films that came out um so to complete the other horror stuff for the vampire was the boys of county hell now this came across my radar but i wasn't able to watch it when it came out because i just it wasn't released yet there was nothing for me to check it out on and then recently I managed to check it out and I was like, right, this is definitely making my list. For me, this is the vampiric version of Shaun of the Dead. Like, it's the Irish um, equivalent uh, to that. So the British did a horror, a comedy, zombie comedy. The Irish have done a, a, a vampire comedy. Um, it's a dark comedy. The gore's pretty decent. The reason why it's made it, the thinking outside the coffin aspect of this, is the simple fact of how this um, this master kind of thing works. First of all, it's like a Gaelic chieftain that is kind of down with this, is the vampire in this one. Um, and so they've made him 
just the the prosthetics like how they made him look was really really good you don't see this guy right this is an hour and 15 minute movie no shit you don't see him until like the hour and 10 like you it's just this build up the whole entire time how the people are getting affected how the people are getting attacked and then you see him like right at the end so i really dug that how they really left it to the last thing to actually see him and it kind of is a bit scary when you see him. Not terrifying, but creepy enough. It does the job. It does the job. So, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, a recommend for me. Um, Irish humour style, you know, it gets a bit scary. They chuck a bit of humour in. It kind of throws it off. The gore was phenomenal. And this, the sheer fact of how you get drained is amazing. How the blood is drained in this film i've never seen i've never thought of it i never would have seen this thing coming a mile off and the, and then it started to happen and i thought that is just genius like how how clever like that was really well done and, and well done the writers for that one that was that was brilliant uh, bra and brendan mullen so yeah really really well done these guys have done a great job in uh, in that retelling so uh, definitely recommend for me uh, for sure Cool. Um, the other kind of uh, VHS ninety four was the was the other one um, that kind of jumped out uh, this year. Um, the, there's a couple of stories in this one that was good. One, and look, it's an anthology. You're going to get one that's not that fantastic. There was one. Yeah, I didn't really. It didn't really do it. I mean, it, it had the gore and all that kind of stuff, but I was kind of checking my phone through this one. The one that really got my attention was the Storm Drain, the first one, the the Wake one in the in the funeral home, uh, and the um, the third one was the final one, which is the um, the subject, and that's the Indonesian one. Just like the first VHS that had that Indonesian thing about the cult, like this was the the man. There's something about. The Indonesians doing horror films, but the Indonesians doing gore, like when it's a person wailing on someone else with a weapon, or how they get cut, or how they slash someone, or oh, fuck, like it is phenomenal, and you are feeling it. Like I'm like, oh, like I was wincing, like and it, <laughs> like I like my gore. But man, there's just something about the Indonesians, like golf clap, like they they just know how to do the gore and really how to make you wiggle. Even if you like gore, you're just gonna go, oh my god, like that. You like you can feel it, like it's insane. So um, definitely, definitely check out on these three stories. Uh, so VHS ninety four was pretty good, considering like these have been bouncing around for a while. I think this is like the fourth one um in the in the in the kind of series of uh, vhs's so um yeah definitely check vhs 94 out um so it's a bit of a combination actually i think of uh if i'm not yeah there's a whole bunch of writers there's the okay so you've got three directors on this one so you've got simon barrett uh chris uh sorry stephen kostansky and cole okona uh, Okono, and then you got Jennifer Reader, Simon Barrett, and Cole Okona was the writers uh, for these. So definitely 
recommendation on uh, checking this one out as well. So after this, the one that kind of really, I was like, whoa, okay. And I was kind of, this is what I was saying before, I was getting really worried because um, nothing was really jumping out at me at this point. And I was kind of getting a bit concerned that there wasn't going to be another really good 2021 film that I was going to dig. And the one that kind of jumped out and I wasn't ready for it and it really impressed me was The Deep House. Uh, and it was directed by, or co-directed uh, by Alexandre Bustillo and uh, Julianne Marie. Uh, also written by Alexandre Bustillo, Julian David. And so he did the English screenplay adaption uh, and then Julian Marie. Uh, and it talks about... Um, it's like, so these YouTubers, um, they do like abandoned site investigations and um, they get told of a place that was flooded. Like there was a valley that got flooded. It used to be a village. They flooded it to make a lake so then people could scuba dive and all that kind of stuff. And so they, they accept the challenge and, uh, and they go down and they check the house out. But the house has got a history um, and it is haunted up the wazoo. So if you added the fact that everyone's floating and because it's deep, it's not deep, deep, but because it's like there's the light is pretty limited because it's underwater. Uh, so you add the camera, the torch light that's only illuminating a certain part of the area that you're using the torch light on. The rest of it is pitch black. So it adds to that kind of um, sinister kind of atmosphere the music uh and then you know something happens and they all scream and all you hear is this gurgling underwater like it's just kind of or it's it kind of added that creepy element i wasn't totally creeped out by this movie but it kind of got my attention i liked what they did with it i liked the writing like i said for a foreign movie it was paced really well as and and because that's always going to be a limitation if you're not used to reading a subtitled movie so again, 2021 was really kind of the year for international films, like the the, and that's purely because of what's going on, uh, and America's kind of really getting pumped, like because they're kind of limiting what they can release out, um, and you know Netflix and and Shutter is kind of releasing films, kind of like the equivalent to straight the DVD films, that uh, and then it's just a lot of hit and misses, like a really a lot of hit and misses. The stuff that seemed to come out a lot was these kind of, you know, home invasion films or films where the person is on their own and the house is haunted or a lady is by herself and she goes into the woods or a couple goes into the woods into a cabin. I was reading the synopsis for a lot of these movies and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is, it's the same film. There's like 10 movies that are exactly the same. So that's, that's kind of why I veered off completely not looking at those movies at all because I thought I'm just going to waste my time checking these films out because they're exactly the same. Um, and so that's why I kind of avoided all of these and kind of started to really dig around elsewhere to try and find something else that was a bit not in the, not necessarily in the mainstream channel, but just something else that, that was a bit, little bit different. So I'd, I'd like, and you're always going to find that in an international movie. They'll try, they they have to push the envelope because they've got to compete against Hollywood. And so these guys are used to being 
wiry, like uh, kind of that wiry rabbit to get away from the uh, to get away from the fox. They've got to be more cunning when they have to write and how to do it, and that's why I really dug uh, these these international films that really kind of seem to kick a lot of goals this year. So, if you haven't seen it, definitely recommend Deep Deep uh, the Deep House. I was going to say the Deep Hole. <laughs> it's not... That's not Shadow. Uh, <laughs> it starts with a P, ends with a H. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, definitely check out The Deep House. Um, it's, yeah, phenomenal stuff. It was really, really well done. And I was kind of, I was really chuffed that I managed to um, uh, check that out. So that was good. Well, um, the favourite horror doco that came out this year. Now, Shadow came out with a couple. Now, the... African-American doco about horror, the Noah one, was really good. So that was a definitely check out for me. The one that kind of was behind the monsters. Now, this is kind of Shudder's version of Netflix, the Netflix show, the movies that made us. It's kind of the done in the thing. And it's a deep dive into um, the classic horror icons that we all grown to love uh, and a bit of a doco about them. So, yeah, definitely check out uh, the talk about... Um, uh, Friday the 13th, Freddy Cougar, uh, Chucky, uh, Candyman. So definitely get in on those. Um, it was pretty good. Um, so I dug them as well. So that was my favourite horror doco for 2021. And now I'm going to move on to the upcoming movies for 2022. So this is kind of uh, exciting. A um, little bit nervous for one... So hopefully it turns out pretty decent. So you've got Morpheus. Now, Morpheus is a Marvel film. But I, I, I kind of say so it's not going to be full-blown horror, but it's scary. It's, it's, it's going to be it's a vampire thing. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, that's going to be good. Uh, all of us are dead from South Korea Holy shit. Now, I saw the preview to this, and I was like, oh, my God. It's just like South Korea's going, yeah, you know, I made you feel comfortable about the kingdom. Um, check out Alive. Hashtag Alive. Don't check out Hashtag Alone. That movie can go fuck itself. That's America grabbing the same movie, script for script, like scene for scene, just completely took it. And then just made it Americanized, so then you know the Americans can can watch a thing instead of watching a foreign movie with a subtitle. That just pissed me off. I, I just couldn't believe it. That it was. I was thought, how lazy. So and and this movie's just twice as bad. Hashtag alive. One hour later. Right. Um, but like, yeah, rant over. Like this is this is why I don't do negative reviews because I'll just yeah, it's it's exactly the reason why I don't do it. <laughs> so anyway, all of us are dead. South Korea is is going to be another South Korean zombie film that's probably going to scare the shit out of us because let's face it, Korean zombies are terrifying. Um, there is some actors that were in Kingdom that are are in this one. And I'm sure everyone that has been a um, stand-in zombie uh, for um, Alive and Kingdom <laughs> has been employed for this movie uh, and trained in Basan. Everyone got the job. Everyone's back on. You know, you know. guess what? They all got the phone call. Guess what, guys? You're back on. Uh, we've got a new Korean zombie film. 
I need you to be a zombie again. Uh, so everyone got a gig, so that's good. So yeah, definitely, definitely check out uh, this one. It's coming out on the 28th of January. So in a couple of weeks, uh, this is going to be uh, in. So it's I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, yeah. The other 2022 movie coming out is Scream. I'm seeing the posters now already on bus stops. Um, so the ones that I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, the poster that I thought was shit that I didn't like was someone is the murderer on this one. Oh, for fuck's sake, stop spawning. I managed, and fortunately, because I went to see Halloween, they had the preview for it and the trailer. I'm like, fuck me, if this didn't spoil the film, I'm going to be really pissed off. Like, if, if it did it, because it just seemed a bit spoilery. Uh, we all, if we've seen the trailer, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so you kind of, I'm like, well, fuck, I already know now how this is going to go for one person. So, um, because when you look at the trailer for the first one in 96, it didn't do that. Like, you you didn't know uh, a particular character was going to get murdered off, like, by this trailer. You only found out when the movie was on, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, so when it happened, you were um, surprised when it happened. And this one here, it's like it almost you almost see it happen. I'm like, fucking hell, like and you can trailers stop doing that? And that's why I don't watch trailers anymore. I just refuse to watch them. Because uh even though we do this thing now where it's like, you know, it's spoiler free or you know, spoiler warning at least, and then you can you know the the previews aren't doing that now. They're just like all the good bits in a film are thrown in, and then you, yeah, it's or you're seeing stuff that wasn't even in the film. I've noticed that a lot too, so that kind of sucks, and that's a bit disappointing. So I hope that that is not the case for this scream film, but I've got a sick feeling it will be. The fact that it's going back to Woodsboro is good. Uh, the house, Sydney's house in the background, I thought was great. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see this one. This is going to be really, really good. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I've really been digging. Go on Google Images and type in the new screen. All the, um, the artwork designs for these new ones that are coming out, they're so good. And they've gone back to um, kind of the 90s but almost the 80s how they've done it like the artwork and stuff like that phenomenal stuff like i, I just man hands to the artists that are doing that it's so re it's really really great very very cool so i'm very excited as you can tell um if you know me i'm a massive i'm a <laughs> i'm a big kid at heart hocus pocus when I saw that Hocus, they're filming Hocus Pocus 2 at the moment, uh, and so I am quietly squealing inside when, when I saw Hocus Pocus 2. So very much looking forward to this, and I believe it may be coming out in October, so I think we'll be getting it for Halloween. So very, very excited to see this one. So I'm not going to show away from I'm, I'm, I love it. I love the film. So, you know, I'm very much looking forward to this one. Uh, Terrifier 2. This is the one I'm a bit nervous about because Terrifier, the first one, was just brilliance. Like, it's just horror, gory brilliance. I don't want them to fuck this one up. And I'm, I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm, I really am nervous about it. Uh, and I want to be proven wrong. 
so bad. So uh, please prove me wrong. I'll be delighted that you proved me wrong. So, but like I said, I'm a bit nervous about it, but we'll see how we go. You know, what can I do? And I'll be reviewing it when it comes out for sure. And then uh, the last one is Halloween Ends. This is this is going to be, uh, it's been the one-two punch already. This is going to be the KO hit, uh, and I'm looking forward to this one. Um, and uh, hope it ties it up well. I've got all confidence in this one that it will be tied up very well. Uh, and uh, I've got a record player for Christmas. So I have uh, put in for the uh, for the vinyls uh, to get some vinyls gone. Uh, so the Halloween soundtracks and all that uh, are grubbed because John Carpenter's been doing them. Oh man, I still do it now. I put it on Spotify uh, when I'm doing my writing and just having it playing in the background. It's just so the instrument. It's just so the mood it sets but it's just so instrumental it's just fantastic like he just does he's a gem he's an absolute gem and as horror fans how lucky are we that we still got john carpenter around fucking scaring the shit out of us with music like of all things and apart from his films you know the the music is just you know right up there as well so it's uh we've been lucky so 2022 we've got some real kickers coming in so i'm really happy about that and as horror fans uh, uh we should be pretty excited that these are now coming in um and so yeah it's i'm looking forward to it it's going to be exciting cool so yeah like i said hope you enjoyed this episode um yeah just a brief recap of 2021 uh, the revamping of the vamp i called it uh, episode uh, and uh, yeah so if you haven't uh, seen uh, any of these movies uh, definitely go and check these out uh, these were the recommends for me uh, I really enjoyed them I hope you enjoyed them too uh, and I look forward to uh, 2022 and all the new horror that's going to be coming out there um, and um, yeah for AHP um, I've got some new episodes new designs new stuff so um, i'm looking forward to it um looking forward to sharing uh this year with you and reviewing stuff and uh looking forward to hearing uh back from you guys and what you guys think and uh and what you want me to review or uh if you want me to if you've got a business or um small or large and you and you're into horror uh you want me to promote your business or your product and you're in the horror genre and you're an artist um, you know, get in contact with me. Uh, I'd be more than happy to set up an interview, pro um, promote your product, but also talk about what horror films you like as well. And um, yeah, so looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, cool. So stay scary. Thanks for watching. And I'll see you in the crypt. <laughs>